Does your business need easy, competitive financing for heavy machinery, trucks, or other equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best financing options for equipment, trucks, and other big-ticket items. Just fill out an application, and Currency Finance does the rest. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit cocurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA currency pursuant to CFL license 60 DBO-54873. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me and like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hang <laughs> on it, Muhammad. G-B-R. Kyle! Hey, mics are hot again. Mics are hot. Yeah, they are. Well, Mike's, back on. Mike's always hot. But anyways, go on. Let's go. <laughs> what were we talking about? Shameless self-promotion over there. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. No, not off the rails. We're on the rails here. We are? Go Big Red. Indeed. No Block, No Rock. Season 3, Episode 25. Once again, in this beautiful, beautiful basement that we call... Nebraska Brewing Company. Big basement. It's a yeah, big it's basement, a isn't it? Basement, right? It's a nice basement. So an insider for you. We have we have another guest with us, and we're sticking with the theme of local media, sports media guys. Mm-hmm. And our friend Andrew Rogers is gracing us with his presence today. In reference to the basement comment. LGB. <laughs> I agree with you, bitch. <laughs> Go caps. We had a former Husker tell us that our podcast was a basement podcast. And I said, this is one big fucking basement. And I will tell you, they're actually the largest brewery in the state of Nebraska. Hey, how many basements do you know you can go tell a guy, hey, get me uh, a Hefeweizen or get me a Prickleberry? I think Mike Delaware's basement has a bar. Yeah, <laughs> it does have a bar. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but not like this. 108th and Harrison in La Vista, Nebraska. Come to the tap room, guys. What are you drinking, Mike? What do you got over there in that cup? You just mentioned it, the Prickleberry. It is a brand new sour. I know a lot of people that are listening that like sours always say, Nebraska Brewing Company doesn't have any sours. Surprise, they do, and it's really good. Gotcha. Gotcha. Gotcha, bitch. It's uh, raspberry, right, Connor? Yeah, it is uh, prickly pear and raspberry. There you go. Dude, it, it's fucking incredible. It's very good. Yeah. I This is my second one. Yeah. I had to sign the first one quickly. The Can't you tell? Yeah. His lips yeah. are all red and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kyle Byers, what, Kyle, what is that? He's not drinking the, the usual. Okay. No, no, not the usual because uh, I was uh, told that they're just out right now. Yeah, Kyle drank all of it. So yeah. is that yeah, high yeah, quality yeah. H2O or <laughs> right. seltzer? Right. So I really, am, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm rocking with the uh, black cherry. Blackberry. 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 So I'm rocking with the blackberry. <laughs> black cherry. Uh, <laughs> 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 Anywho, there's some sort of berry or cherry going on over here. It's a seltzer, nice and clean, uh, and it's good. Okay. But just I know, it. I, I do was, it. it. It's the Pilsner. You it's guys already know. You already know. Oh, yeah. reliable, baby. All right, so I got the cold beer. Cold beer. That's cold what beer. That's, that's, a, that's, that's what the beer is called. Cold beer. It's literally. It's a great name. I mean, look. It's not false advertising. It's straightforward. What you, what you see what you hear or what you read is what you get. And that's a cold damn beer. I love it. It's a cream ale. Yes, sir. Like 6%. 5. 5%. You're getting close. 
You called an IPA last Thank week. Thank goodness Connor was in math. Yeah. God, dude, seriously. <laughs> God, we, for, for this segment, this dude, his back's hurting. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> Every week. So come to the tap room. Now, Andrew Rogers. What's Hello. up, buddy? Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm drinking warm beer. No, don't say <laughs> oh, that. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's the same one as mine. <laughs> we are butchering Prickleberry. This. Prickleberry. Yeah, we're he's drinking, he is drinking the good. prickleberry. It is good. I'm a, I'm a big sour fan, and I told you guys prior to starting, I needed the sour first <laughs> so that I could keep the saliva in my mouth for the entire show, at least, or as long as you're keeping me. If it's 15 minutes, at least I have it for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, see oh, ya. We're, we're, doing, we're doing four hours tonight. <laughs> Buckle up. Well, I better, better that, call right? Ashley to pick that, you up. Right? I was going to say that puts me in bed at ten forty. I got to be up at five. Ooh, he's got that whole morning show thing. Carry yeah. the two. The morning yeah. show. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. He does a show called Coffee and Cream. Oh. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this will be a good. Best segue. morning show in town. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's the best one at it's pretty good. Hey, let's take that back. <laughs> Replace it's, it's, a word. In it's that the sentence. best radio show that happens at Hell Varsity Club. How about that? Can we read? <laughs> step back one more time. <laughs> it's the best damn morning show Thank going. Thank you. All right. I got you, man. At Hale Varsity Club. Hale Varsity Club. It's called Coffee and Cream. Now, you host this show. You are... Now, a lot of people say, well, you're, the co- you're the cream, With right? With Damon because, Benning. Because you're the white guy, so you're obviously mm-hmm. the cream. But this no. is not true. Explain to our audience what Coffee and Cream means. What are you? Gosh, you know how hard it is to come up with a show name? Like, think about that. For the people out there that don't have a show in general, like even No Block, No Rock, you guys if, probably struggled to come up with that name. If it wasn't for Troy Walters, we, this wouldn't be the title of the pod. Right. Uh, we have a saying, No Block, No Rock. Thanks, Troy. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to come up with a morning show that doesn't include our names. That's how we wanted to approach it. Had a lot of meetings about what it was going to be. Could never come up with something. And DB one day actually threw out the name Coffee and Cream. And it's one of those names that got overlooked at first because mm-hmm. it's just, oh, you're just trying to name, you know, things that uh, you do in the morning, drink in the morning, eat in the morning. We're c- coming up with every name in the book. Scrambled eggs and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> you're the scrambled egg. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I probably would be. Um, <laughs> you're scrambled. But he came up with coffee and cream, and the ironic part to that name is I'm the coffee because yeah. I'm the lead. I'm the peppy one in the morning. Why is and that he's ironic? the cream because he's the added flavor. It's ironic because I actually wear white t-shirts every day. Okay. okay. And he wears black t-shirts every day. Oh. Well, so, just the shirt. Yeah. Just the shirt. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. No. And for those of you who are wondering, he does the show with former Husker and uh, radio personality, Damon Benning. He's who, amazing. Yeah. Who does the voice of the Nebraska football games now, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So mm-hmm. Voice of the Huskers. Yes. I mean, I mean, that's. Greg Sharp. He's unreal. He doesn't Damon's stop there. working. I, I asked you that. I was like, does he ever take nope. a break? Nope. After the show, he probably ends up at Westside two or three times a week, whether it's just to go see his kiddo, talk with people, talk with coaches, or visit with visiting coaches um, that are interested in talking to his kid. Um, he's always doing things, but he is... He's family first, so he puts yeah. like those interests over anything else. So you'll see him at sporting events, you know, whether it's Caleb's games, Micah's games, you know, all the way down, trickle down their their family list, or you'll just see him in the presence of things going on that involve his family. Like, believe it or not, outside of the show, I bet he does ninety eight percent family things throughout the throughout the day. That's awesome. That's super. And right, half yeah. of them are work. 
Like, and half of it's hey, work for him. If I got paid to do family things all day, I'll tell you <laughs> <Right>. what. I got to go. Got to go to Westside today. PJ Flex in town. Oh. It's like, oh, darn. Darn it. You, you <laughs> punch him in the face. Yeah. Which, side note, PJ Fleck is in town this week. Oh, should get punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome we, to we, Omaha. I won't, I won't let Mike know when he shows. <laughs> we we refer move. to him as PJ Fluke on oh, our show. Oh, really? Yes. I, I just think uh, magic in a bottle, bottle type of guy. Ooh. I mean, Ooh. how much longer can I, you we differ? We differer on that. I don't know. We differ on that one. How, we'll how we'll how find out on Thursday you, yeah. the, to open the season. August 31st. Yes. 220 days. Nobody's counting, though. Speaking I'm of family things. <laughs> You were back at home <laughs> in St. Louis. Sure was. Wedding venue shopping. Yeah. Holy cow. Tell Good us for about you. that. <laughs> I am so sorry. I recall <laughs> having to do that here in our local area and toured a lot. How was it in St. It wasn't St. as Louis? bad as you think. Okay. Now, the good news is... We, wait, what are you waving to? Are you like, Someone's, this? it's TikTok, damn it. Stop distracting me. Yeah. You say you have a question, just ask it in the dang thing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just ignore him. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I'm so, doing my own thing here. Sound, sounds good. Here, like, let's put up a wall. It's like in grade school where we're taking a spelling test. No, you can't see my It's favorite. like the Wizard of Oz. Ignore the man behind the curtain. Yeah. yeah. Is that what, what they hey, do in that? Hey, yeah. Sorry, hold on. Wedding venues. Yes. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for bringing me back onto the rails. And uh, so, so we scheduled three venues out. We had already seen one previously. We don't have a huge budget. So I, I say we don't have a huge budget, and we're probably going to drop 30 grand. Oh, um, that sounds pleasant. But yeah. my youngest sister is getting married this October, and her wedding's like close to 50. Oh. Yeah, dude, it gets, it gets crazy. Yeah, you're, you're the favorite child's going to get more money than you. I'm, well, <laughs> I'm also the guy. <laughs> um, so. You know, my parents are doing a great job in helping me out. Her mom did a great job in helping us out. And then we just have to come up with like, I don't know, 10 or 12K ourselves. We have about a year and a half to put money away, which is good. But yeah, you know, trying to meet a minimum seems easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Especially because when you're looking at lowering numbers. Oh, yeah. The first venue we saw was like 20 grand minimum. So you need like 220 people at your wedding to hit that. We're like, well, we're not going to do that. Right. Like I think... At, at most, we'll have 225, probably closer to 200. So that won't work. And then we saw a couple that were like 10 grand and 14 grand. So those minimums kind of just go out the window. Because mm -hmm. once you start adding things up, yeah. like each yeah. plate of food, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Insane. And yeah. the alcohol? Oh, yeah, because it's open bar. I yeah. said we're not doing a cash bar. Nobody wants to show up to a wedding yeah. and have to pay for their drinks. They Thank you for there. that. Nobody. They, they walk up and they're like, hey, yeah, can I get a Bud Light? And then they're like, yeah, $3. Okay, yep, four bucks. It's like, what? So, so you have one beer and then your guests are more likely to go home earlier because they want to stop paying for beer at your wedding. That's right. No shit. Yeah. No, it's an open bar for five hours. Dude. Oh, you're meeting that minimum. Five. And I'm having so, three bartenders. Oh, so yeah. what are we taking the, <laughs> the MBNR wagon to, uh, to yes. St. Louis, right? Yeah, actually, we're yeah. taking some of these silos. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll take those up to, up to St. Louis and... Uh, We'll do a show from your wedding, right? Done deal. <laughs> if you guys, if you guys supply me with some beer, you guys can do whatever you want. In yeah. Who needs a DJ when you've got when you've got NBNR doing a live uh, show right at right. okay, the speaker? We're doing the Cupid Shuffle while you guys are talking about Matt Rule. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Some of those wedding songs they play, uh, I think we might be a little better than some we got. Of the songs we got better play. songs than that. Oh, geez. I'm just telling you, you got? we got dollar dollar bill, y'all. Well, so anyways, yeah, you can imagine the boys bump into that, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shoot, man. Okay, look, let's, let, let's touch on a few things that are a little bit 
Nebraska football related. Um, Cam Taylor Britt. He Who's was that? a he was a highlight. Shout out. He was a highlight of the game when they played the Bills, and they won. The Bungles won. I call them the Bungles because I'm a Ravens fan and I'm a little bitter. The Bengals beat the Bills twenty-seven to ten, and this guy CTB comes up big. Okay, like yeah, he had the interception at the end. That's great, but it was those little plays in between. Passes broken up in the snow. It was a nice, like, just, you know, it's all over Twitter, right? Pro Big Red. You know, Nebraska fans are reaching for anything. Are right validated. Any, yeah. Yes. Any any positivity of the program. Hi, Cam Taylor Brett. We remember you. Remember us? Maybe we played for us. You know, Hi, Brett Maher. Oh, f- oh, fuck. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> we ignored that one. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to put that one behind us. CTB. Hi. Hi. Remember? Hi. And Nebraska. Zach Taylor. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, kind of you, short stint. Yeah, <laughs> big hey, tall player of the year. But but Bremar scored was responsible for as many points as Dak Prescott last night. Just saying. I, I want to point out. I was reading through these stats today on Maher. Maher on the season was ninety one percent efficient. Dude, he, he, he was, was good. good. Yeah, people that are saying year. like, oh, cut him, cut him. You're a you're an idiot. Like, do you know how hard it is to great. kick in the NFL? Like, yeah. Or just to kick in general? He had yeah. two sixty yarders oh. this year. Yeah. He was uh, from 50 yards. I believe he only missed one. Like, but he can't hit a PAT. Yeah, well, that's you know, <laughs> that's pretty frustrating. I'm sure as a Cowboys fan. But my main question to Cowboys fans is, why? Why are you a Cowboys fan? There are so there are 31 other teams. Hey, <laughs> I, in their defense, and this is something that we can kind of talk about a little bit. Sure. Cowboy fans and Nebraska fans are the exact same. They were good in the 90s, yep. right? 90, 95 was their last. They were time. good in the 70s. They were good in the 90s. You know, we haven't been yeah, good. But the since Cowboys then. make the playoffs. Well, yeah, but if yeah, every, but won, they make bowl games. They've won in this five case. playoff games in like 28 years. Is that it? Five five playoff games in 28 years? Yeah, I mean, I call yeah. that. I mean, you can lose a lot of games in the NFC. At, at the time, the NFC East, you could lose a lot of games and still make the playoffs. Yeah. Hey, since mm. the 90s, we've got lost better. a lot of bowl games. We're yeah. just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know the feeling. I'm just saying. The, the <laughs> fan base. feels bases, like it hits you pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Don't say that to me. The fan bases of the Cowboys and the Huskers are like the same. My wife has family in Dallas, and we talk about it every now and then. We're like, Gosh, we're the same freaking thing. You got the unrealistic fans. You got mm-hmm. the the people who think you're going to win the Super Bowl or the national championship every year. They're the same freaking fans. Yeah, but how many dumb casts do the Cowboys have? There's probably a lot more. <laughs> than and like, and, and Nebraska is America's college team. So yeah, people duh. say that. That's what I've heard. People yeah. say that. And you know, sometimes Nebraska they get clowned on by national media. You're telling me the Cowboys don't get clowned on all the freaking time? Daily, Hard, hardcore. Every show hardcore. this morning was. Dogging oh, yeah. on them. Right. Yeah. And Every you know, you got Stephen A going that. <laughs> Dude, so fucking Dude. annoying. <laughs> okay. actually, that's actually the first thing I searched for was Stephen A. <laughs> Him and no, it Michael wasn't, Irvin. It wasn't Skip Bayless throwing away <laughs> yeah. his jersey. Just, that was actually where I was going to go. He, he walks like he has a stick up his butt. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he does for sure have does. a physical stick. His tight his jeans and shit. <laughs> At this point, how... Like, what percentage of Skip Bayless's trash do you think are Cowboys jerseys? Because I swear to God, every time I open Twitter, it's a video of him throwing a jersey away. Every, every year and since 95. Know, yeah. You know that motherfucker's walking back and just pulling that jersey out two minutes later. No, he makes good money. He's fine. Yeah, that's right. Like, if I did it. that, you know I'd be running back in there to grab it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Skip, if you're real, light him on fire next time. <laughs> I know he listens. And, yeah. Okay, so another point I want to make with CTB is, like, you look at his recruitment to Nebraska, and it was pretty unheralded. Like, he came to Nebraska as, like, a three-star athlete 
you didn't know exactly where he was going to play. And he was a guy that Scott went to bat for, like, during his signing day press conference. Like, he, he made sure to mention Cam Taylor Britt as, like, this athlete. And it reminds me of a current recruit, Eric Fields. Yes. A yeah. guy who, who's getting talked about and was unheralded. You look at Fields, his offers, Arkansas State, North Texas, New Mexico State, Cam Taylor Britt, Arkansas State, Appalachian State, UConn, unheralded guys. And so I'll give a little bit, just a little bit of credit to Scott Fuck for identifying CTB and going to bat for him because you look at him in the pros, the dude started like their last, what, 10-ish games for the Bungles, mm-hmm. playing well. Hats off, Scott Fuck. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Just want to say. And, you know, you got Cam Jurgens out there, too. He's floating around with the Eagles. He's getting praised. So, Scott had some moments with, with identifying great players. Development, different story. Now, wins, different story. <laughs> Coaching, different story. <laughs> just saying. I just want to throw that out there. Personality, okay? different I story. I mean, do you want to segue right into that, the, the, the whole uh, thing that we did on Twitter today? Um, oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's do it. So, this, this all stemmed from a writer, and we'll say his name. We'll say his name. Um, Steven Sipple. He said that this, is, this Matt Rule project is more of a reset than a rebuild. And so I had made a video saying we, we got to chill out, okay? That the program that Matt Rule is inheriting is worse than the one that Scott Fuck inherited, in my opinion. But when Scott Blank came here, it was we got to give him all the time in the world. Ten years. Ten, ten, runway as long as he needs but with Matt Rule, it's, oh, just a simple reset. No, 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 no. Year one should be like a bowl. So I was just saying, my point was, if he doesn't make a bowl in year one, can we not call for his head? Can we just relax for a second? And so this one on Facebook, you know how Facebook is, guys. You know, Cesspool. Yeah, people still talking about Mike Riley, bringing up the name Mike Riley, still blaming him for the way the program is. And so Mike put up a poll. This is Mike here, and Mike is the poll king. <laughs> I guess I'm TikToking. He's poll king. <laughs> Mike really loves the poll. Like 2,000 votes. <laughs> yeah. I can go upside down on the poll. <laughs> I really prefer. Except right now, I got a broken ankle. But. <laughs> Damn it. So, like, Mike put up just a simple poll. Who is more responsible for the current the program is shitty? <laughs> the current state of the program. And the results were. I mean, I, I think Husker Nation is finally understanding that Scott was not a good head coach. The worst head coach in Nebraska football history. Okay? Yeah. One of the worst Power 5 head coaches of all time. And you still had fans out there blaming other people. Mm. Yes, we appreciate Scott Frost, the player. Who? For playing at the university. As a player, he is Scott Frost. Sure, as, okay, as, I'll give you that. The head, as okay. the head coach, okay. Scott is not the same guy. He, he did not work. Didn't care. Looks did not way. care. And I guess literally did not work. And the results were, they were pretty good. I, I'm actually, I'm glad that <laughs> Husker fans are finally learning. 79% blamed the current state of the program on Scott. Right. Who's yes. that handsome guy below him? <laughs> <laughs> that is Andrew Rodgers. Oh, hello. Uh, 
that, that was 2,300 votes. So, I mean, we had still a good going. sample size, and it's still going. I mean, I opened that thing for four days, so we'll see what it looks like next week. But fans need to limit expectations. Do not put your foot on the gas on, you know, lighting the fire for Matt Rule if he doesn't make a bowl game in year one. I'm on the record saying, though, I do think that with the current roster and the fact that we have a competent head coach, Making a bowl game in year one should not be out of the realm of possibilities. Right. With that being said, if it doesn't happen because he actually needs to tear it down to build it back up. Which he's, he's known for. Yes, which he is known to do. He's going to take this thing down to the studs. He's going to rebuild it up. If that happens, it's okay. He's done it. He's had success. He's a program builder. Mike's with me. Two wins. Ah, No, I'm not <laughs> no. saying two wins. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, you make good points. Nebraska is set up this year, though, to hit that six-win mark. I think so. If you look at their schedule, yeah. the upcoming schedule, it's relatively easier than what we've seen. Like Even last year, Ugh. and easy is not like a great word for yeah. Nebraska fans to hear because right. you don't want to set expectation, right? But if you look at the teams that they are playing next year, you should see more than six wins on the schedule. So I'm being gracious enough to give six wins but also I agree with your point don't be shocked if things don't go that direction and also don't call for his head because Matt Rule in his previous stops wasn't a six plus winner each season I know he did that at Baylor uh, but it wasn't the way that you know Scripps won it drawn up especially here in Nebraska where people are begging just begging for a chance at the cheese bowl yeah. Just begging yeah. for a chance at the, the tax layer bowl. Charmin Ultra Soft Bowl. <laughs> or or we, that one. <laughs> we literally, everybody makes a bowl game. Everybody. Everybody makes a fucking bowl game. Except, and we haven't done it in six. Except years. Except Nebraska. Six years. And, and that's, yeah. So sometimes five and seven teams make bowl games. Yeah. yeah. I just, well, and, and we sometimes they, they get the opportunity and then they don't. Uh, <laughs> so, Andrew, you say six wins, you're being generous. Like coming down to say, you know, six mm-hmm. wins is reasonable. What do you think your ceiling is? Eight. Eight. I'd say I think that's wins. an incredibly reasonable response. And yeah, I think sure. eight wins is an unreal start for oh, Matt yeah. Rule again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Unreal. That would With, rule. Build a statue. It really would. It really would. And think about what they've been able to do this year. I mean, come spring practice, it, this case is going to be so much different than we've seen in years past where they already have 100 people on scholarship yeah. and they have to get down yeah. to the 85. Think about, we talked about weaning again before the show who you can wean out of the program. And, and, and I say this, you know, with a lot of heart when I talk about 18 to 22-year-olds. Think about who you can wean out of the program just based on who's most competitive on the football field yeah. every single day. It's so much harder to take away a scholarship. It's so much easier to add scholarships, but it's so much better when you can look at what you've got from a, a large sample size and get down to your key number. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of another point with... This isn't just a boop reset. Like, this is a rebuild. He's bringing in a lot of new people. It's a complete rebuild. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to call it a reset is insane. Like, like you're, we're pouring foundation. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, what you're going to see, this is, of course, our hope, is this upcoming spring, you're going to see competition like you haven't seen, like, in a long time. Because you have all these guys that you, you like you said, you have to wean off. You can, all right. It looks like who wants to play here? You're look. You're not going to get any PT. I think you, you got to move on. Look, maybe I'll make a call for you. I'll send an email for you. 
but you're not going to get any playing time here. And so you got to get those scholarship numbers down. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of who's going to leave the program because they're not going to get enough playing time. I also think, too, you say, you know, getting those scholarship numbers down, but we do have the advantage at being at Nebraska to utilize our NIL programs. So if you say, hey, you can be on this team, but we're going to – we're going to have to use the NIL route to cover your expenses. I think they'll do that with a lot of guys. I and mean, there's going to be some guys that are borderline scholarship guys anyways. Yeah, treat them like walk-ons. Yeah, treat them like walk-ons. But in reality, they're getting compensated. They're not going to have to pay anything out of their pocket. They're still going to go and play. But I think that's going to be part of the conversation as well. It's not just to be like, hey, don't let the door hit you on the way out. It's going to be, hey, if you want to be part of this program, we're happy to have you. But it's not going to be on scholarship. And we'll find ways to compensate you in different ways. And it's funny you bring that up because I'm actually looking at an NIL value list over here. A lot of these, some of these are, you know, guys that had transferred out. But a lot of these guys that are coming in, like the lowest valuation I've seen is 25K. The highest I've seen actually uh, came in this last week, Eric Gilbert at 155K. Obviously, he's Eric a with an A. Yes. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he'll be a scholarship player, or at least you would imagine. Yes. Uh, but a lot of these guys, like their valuations are still between a 30 to 70K range. It's not like we can't incentivize them to stay even without a scholarship. Man, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Huh. Going to school. Going to school. k at least. Yeah. I, must I, be I nice. League minimum. Right? Yeah. It must <laughs> be nice. Kyle, you, you were itching to say something. I saw it in your face. I was just going to say, like, I was, I sent a, uh, an episode from the Doc Talk uh, sports podcast when we've had Travis Justice on and he talks with Rob Zadica and uh, he was talking today, like back in the day with Tom Osborne, it was like, if he had to sit down and have that conversation with, hey, man, like you're not going to play, they still want to honor somehow you. We still want you to go to this university. Like we don't want to just kick you to the curb and move on. Right. And Rob was like, so they'd be sometimes offering these kids like employee positions at the university for the football mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're not going to play, but we'd love to have you like on staff as just like an employee for the university. That way you can still go to school for free and you're still around. Yeah. So I don't know if that's still the case today. Like a student worker? Yeah. I don't know if that's still the case today, but um, but yeah, it was just kind of interesting. He was talking about that with Tom Osborne. I think in this world of college football, I think that player, I don't. they would look at the portal and go, I can go somewhere. I can go I to can, North Dakota I State. I can go to Florida A&M, yes. for God's sake, and get some PT, right? Yeah. Um, And like I, I hate to bring a, a Joseph Stalin reference in, but... Oh, oh no. boy. Wow, that's a deep cut. How the <laughs> wow. fuck listen, are we getting listen, to Stalin? I'm just saying... Matt Rule is kind of like Joseph Stalin right now. Whoa. Great purge. There's going to be yeah. some guys that are going to have to disappear. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so for the guys, I, I feel like... Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I could have made any other reference. Yeah. <laughs> Literally yeah. Yeah. Stalin. Hashtag... Red scare. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you could even set up, like, an analogy of, yeah. like, oh, yeah, like a serial killer, right? Yeah. You know, got to get the numbers Or, like, down. a magician. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, there is a lot of different types of purges, and you have to we bring went, up Stalin? We <laughs> went for genocide. Stalin is an overlooked genocidal maniac. Overlooked? overlooked? I don't yes. think so. I think that is. Listen. <laughs> I, I, I had I a teach point it in high school totally and forgot it. Now. I'm just saying there's a, a certain oh, other was, it, was that a topic today in class, Joseph Stalin? Is that talking, why it's we're talking fresh about, on the mind? We're talking or? about World War II. Yeah. Oh. So, listen. Uh, so KGB, all that shit. You, you could have just said like a musket took out half population. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Or like, smallpox. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Blankets. Oh, Lord. Go, uh, go Cav. Yeah. So, again, you talk about, you know, some of these guys that aren't going to get scholarships, they're going to hit the portal. 
And I feel like I bring this number up every week and I've burned it into my brain. Oh, boy. 48.7% of players that enter that portal right. either go nowhere or downgrade. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even if you're not on scholarship, you're in a better – you're almost definitely – I guess you're 50-50 essentially – in a better position to stay here and grind it out and try and earn that scholarship down the road than to just walk away. I mean, we've seen, you know, some very, like, uh, DeColdis Crawford did go to a prestigious institution. Uh, Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech. <laughs> hey, you show Tim Rattay some damn respect. Uh, is Penny Bradshaw, Louisiana Tech? Am I right when I say that? No. Are, are you? Oh, Terry? Yeah, Terry Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Didn't he go to Louisiana Tech? I don't know. I don't know. Damn. Kev, just I feel to, like I walked through a museum one day. Yeah, he did go to Louisiana Tech. Hey, you did. Woo! Look at that. Yes. Kudos Hit to me with it. The coffee boy. They did. They do have like some more updated stats on like the transfer portal. Okay. And so the Big Ten is averaging like sixty four point five percent right now. So it's a it's, it's I mean it's are, over fifty percent, but it's still okay, still not yeah, great. I, I'm running national stats, so maybe that wasn't fair. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to say, I just want to get this out there. A lot of people will say like, "Hey." Nebraska has a good number of returning starters coming back. That's good experience. But I'm like, what kind of experience are we talking about? Not a bowl game? Losing experience. Hey, Like, I'm not, uh, I'm sick of, like, people just, this is not just this year. This is like year after year after year is, hey, we're returning some starters from a three and nine or four and eight team. Well, look. Do we want to? Come on. Uh, A guy who hasn't experienced a bowl game, let alone those extra bowl practices for, you know, people like the, you know, that's the Holy grail is the bowl practices. I do think what good are returning starters if that's their experience is not good experience. Yeah. I mean, I do think like we kind of, we kind of judge transfer additions based on, well, have, did they play at all where they just came from? Right. Did they, do they have any experience? Do they have any snaps? And we were just looking at like, you know, that offensive lineman that just went to, Oklahoma. What was his name? Rouse. Walter Rouse. Walter Rouse. 2,500 snaps. Walter Rouse has 2,500 snaps, and he's like gold. Right. So, I mean, I look at it like you're, regardless of the scores and regardless of the record, you still have 1,000 snaps on your I totally belt. agree. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's a double-edged sword, I think. It's kind of one of those things, if you're talking about 54, he's got a lot of snaps. Not saying they're good reps. He's got a lot, a lot, a lot of reps, right? Right. He's got a lot of... Bad reps, maybe a couple wins, but at the end of the day, that's depth. <laughs> that's yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think when you're talking about snaps and everything else, you're not talking about to be a starter. You're talking about experience. The experience. They've yeah. been on the field. They've, they've had to push around guys or get pushed around by guys in the Big Ten. So, Yeah, it's a special exception for O-linemen. Like, it's hard throwing a true freshman out there and asking them to, you know, bow up. Against yeah. an experience. Trial by Especially fire in the, in the fucking Big Ten. Yeah. And no, that, Nebraska's you. been doing that for far too long. Is just throwing unexperienced freshmen out there, and their eyes get a little big, or their knee gives out, and wow. they can't play. Targeting. I know, sorry. <laughs> um, well, speak, speaking of, right, Jacob Hood from Georgia commits today. He is the third Georgia Bulldog. Hashtag corn dogs. Corn dogs. Corn dogs. He's the third one from that national championship team to commit to Nebraska. Um, he is six foot eight, <laughs> 360 pounds. Big boy. Big boy. Uh, a lot of people might look at that and go, hey, that's that's a big boy. That's good. So other people might look at that and go, can He's he overweight. move? Can he move? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at is like, can he move? Now, 
for me, I don't expect him to even start this year. That's just my expectation. I don't expect him to start. Um, what do you guys think uh, about this new addition? Jacob Hood. Oh, Kyle points at me. Yeah, he's, he's like, like yeah. he's like Andrew. What do you yeah. got? What do you what got? got? What you got, brother? No, he's he's got. I mean, his frame is out insane. It's out of this world. He's a T Rex, man. Um, I mean, he's got great <laughs> length, but he's athletic. He's an athletic guy. I, I don't want people to like sit back and think like, oh, you know, he can only go north and south. Like he he's got good footwork, at least from the film that I've seen from him. Um, it, it's crazy to think that a six eight guy can move like he does. Well, and. 350 pounds. Is that what you said? Yeah. How, how big is he? 360? Like 342. Yeah, 342. Well, he's, yeah, he's at 342, yeah. on, at least on on three. I'm looking at yeah. his on three page right yeah. now. Plus, a lot of things that I that I think about, too, and I, I hope it doesn't get overlooked, is when you play for a team like Georgia, based on just your overall competition there, I mean, you're, you're playing for a starting spot, but you're also playing with the best of the best, best of the best, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, no, he's geez. already back. Xavier's already back. There's Xavier. the sours. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Mush Good mouth. Lord, there Mush it mouth. is. It's already hitting me. Um, he Technique-wise, I think, still needs a little maturity, but right. for the most part, if you throw him in as a starter this year, I don't think it'd be a bad idea. I, uh, he takes up a lot of room. <laughs> Uh, he he can move. I, I mean, it may not be your most ideal play with what you have right now. And, I, you know, retaining Rayola was a good thing for this team. I mean, that O-line got better as the year went on. I mean, I know it did. a lot of people don't want to admit that, but it did. Uh, that doesn't mean that they w- weren't perfect or, or were imperfect. I bar. Say. Well, right. And, and so you mentioned and injured that, too. Yeah. And that's exactly where I was going is you mentioned they improved and they were dealing with some drastic injuries just across the board. So improving with that. Impressive. Well, yeah. And it, I, I think a guy like him transfers to Nebraska because he sees an opportunity here. The, the tackle positions are wide most open people, in Nebraska. Wait, wait, most people do, yes. though, that come from a, a team like Georgia. Yes. When they're not yeah. going to see the field, they're like, where else can I go exactly. that give me the best chance to play? We talk about playing time. It's a guy like that for Hood. I, you know, he has his problems, like like every football player does. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't be transferring out of Georgia if you didn't have what it took to play football at Georgia. Yes. And that's not to say you can't play Power 5 football by any means. But there's always room to grow. There's room to learn. To, Based on to his develop. size... <laughs> to develop? <laughs> to develop. The D word. Yeah, there it is. Word. It's back out. Mike based, loves the D. Based on his size, based on his frame, I think he can make up for more mistakes than he'll miss. So we'll see what he, what he does once he gets here, how he steps in into the conditioning program. We'll see how he suits up against the rest of the O-line. Um, but, you know, you mentioned the word too, another D word, depth. Like that's yes. a position that needed depth. Mm, yes. And it is growing Profusely right now. Now it's D line time. Yeah, the D line. We need some help at the interior D line. Yeah, especially O line. You, you had Walter Rouse in your hands, and then he does other things. He boomer. boomer. Yeah, and it's like oh, you, you needed to find someone. And also, Hood's got how many years left? All four. of them. He's he's right. Four he's years to play. Four. Like all of them left. So even if he doesn't play in year one, if he doesn't play in year two for. You know, God knows what. If you can hold on to him, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you can retain him, and, and he's getting better, and he's developing, and you're seeing some improvement there. I mean, by year three, year four, this guy could be a superstar. I well, saw him do and, snow angels, and I'm I'm all in. Kyle, you mentioned <laughs> if you can hold on to him. I think a big bonus here is the fact that I mean, this guy likely had a lot of other colleges that were after him, but he has now like he knows that Nebraska said, you know what, we want you, and showing that commitment to him. Like right away. I mean, I'm showing he was the 27th ranked tackle in his class. 
and getting him here, and I, I'm sure, you know, he may not be a starter this season, but he's definitely going to get some playing time somewhere throughout that season. I'll always oh, yeah. guarantee it. Um, and then he's got some other teammates that are coming here. Three corn dogs that are here now. I'm hoping for a fourth. I think he's got one year of eligibility left. Stetson Bennett. I think it was his ninth year in the NCAA. <laughs> Jeez. Nine. You mean ten? <laughs> oh, this was his ninth. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. But no, I, I think. The mailman. You know, yeah. He, he went from a national champion to Canes. Yeah, Stetson Bennett entering that LinkedIn portal right now. Love it. Uh, but no, I, I, I think Nebraska showing him right away that, you know, we want you right. here. We, we want to get you developed. We want to get you on this field. There's I a mean, reason Georgia recruited that guy. Yeah. yeah. Think back to that. There's a reason that they offered this guy, and there's a reason that he accepted to go to Georgia. And then a reason that he walked away mm-hmm. because he wasn't going to get that kind of attention. And, and Nebraska will certainly give it to him. <laughs> I mean, you you come from Georgia here, you're a fucking superhero, baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Tell that to the Win a six games, ah, please. No, Natty or bust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other two, Gilbert and Sherman, were like, hey, man, if, if you sign here, just wait till you see what they do on social media. Well, he did yeah. post on there too yesterday. He's like, can I get to 10K on Instagram? <laughs> he's already, he's a, give it I don't know if he got there or not. But give it 24 hours. Yeah, relax. You know, that 100,000 we get on TikTok, he can get that in about two hours. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. You just well, got to hey, show some TNA. I'm almost, uh, well, I'm, oh. I am out of beer, so I think oh, we need yeah. to take a I gotta quick break. I got to catch up. I'm a slow and, drinker. Uh, and we'll kind of just carry on once we get back. Cash rules, everything around me. Uh, we have a saying, no block, no rock. Speaking of transfers and commits, um, I did want to talk about Eric, Eric Gilbert um, from Georgia, also another corn dog. Um, at LSU, before he went to Georgia, 35 catches, 368 yards, two touchdowns. As a freshman, I believe he was a freshman All-American. Didn't play the year after. I don't know exactly why. I don't know. We can speculate. We don't want to, you know. We know how it is with the personal lives of players. These are young guys. We don't want to talk too much about that. But um, you look at that tight end room. Got Fedoni. If he's healthy. Um, I also look at Satterfield. How did he use tight ends? Does, is he a big tight end guy? I think if you asked him today, he would say, yeah, I like to use the tight end and the fullback, of course. You know, that's the red meat. That's the shit that we want to hear. Mm-hmm, tasty. But, you know, you look at South Carolina, their tight ends weren't used all that much. They had some good tight ends, whatever. But I'm just curious, um, Andrew, Mm -hmm. um, Eric Gilbert, what do you expect out of this guy? Should we expect, uh, like, second team all Big Ten? Are are we at that point yet? (laughs) I said second, not first. I'm keeping it relatively realistic here. It's hard, man. (laughs) You know, he's somebody that wants more that desires more, which is why he left LSU. Um, it was, when did he leave LSU? 2020? 2020. So yeah. was that the year after he, Burrow, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yep. So he left when LSU was in their down year. So he wanted more. He wanted to play for a national championship. He wanted to be a part of something, something great like that. To a degree, I respect it because in life, it's not bad to want more, right? You, as yeah. people, you always desire if you're not desiring to want more, you're staying comfortable, steady, and how, how progressive are you being for yourself? Um, so I appreciate the fact that, you know, we can kind of read, read the room there and say like, hey, that's what he wants. But at the same time, I look, like, I look at Eric Gilbert and I say, 
dude, if you would have stayed at LSU, like think of who you'd be today. Yeah, they like got the, a lot better with Brian the, Kelly. Right, and the superstar that he would have been for that program if he just would have stuck it out through thick and thin. Mm. And so then it drives me down a different alley of somebody, and, and I wonder commitment, right? Like, how committed are you? Because it's not going to be all sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows right away when you get to Nebraska. Right. Like, you have to, and, and I'm sure that was talked about when they went through you know, the recruiting process with him um, and trying to get him to commit to come here. But if you just look at his overall talent, like he's got it. There's no doubt that he has the talent to be a great tight end in football. The number five overall player coming out. If you watched him in high school, he dominated, dominated. You watch him at LSU, he, for the most part, dominated when he was involved in plays. Yeah, he had like 386 yards or something like that at Mm -hmm. LSU. Like that is... That's good, and that was during the COVID year. That was 2020, so they, they only played like 10 games. So 386 yards, and I don't know how many touchdowns he had, but, I mean, that's Two. that's pretty good yeah. for a tight end. Yeah. You, just, you need that stick-it-out gene, too. Like, you have to stick through the issues, the problems. And I wonder if he has it. Because yeah. even when he left LSU, he wanted more, right? And then he goes to Georgia, didn't get the playing time he thought he deserved, so he wanted more. So he never stuck it out at any place. I don't know if that's been drilled into his head of, hey, I've always been the best. I'm going to be the best. I need to get the playing time that I deserve. You're not playing over Brock Bowers. No. You're just not. Right. No. And you're not playing over, uh, was it Darnell Washington who's next on that depth chart? You're not playing over him either. So that's why he took the next step. Do I fault him for it? No. Gosh, no. Because you want to play. And you're going to go somewhere where you can play. But why'd you leave somewhere where you were playing? Yeah. And Third that's school. what I struggle struggle with, with Eric Gilbert. I don't want to be too critical on him, but I feel like I can be overly critical on somebody that has all the talent in the world. Well, when you ha- when you go to your third school in three years or four years or whatever it is with your COVID I just year. don't want people to freak out over like, hey, we got a five-star guy. Cool. And, and, and like, that's what people We've love to that. do. Oh, yeah, We've they've done, done it. People love to say, oh, we got a five-star. Like, oh, we got another five-star. And it's like, great. Like, cool. you got a five-star guy. But also, like, think about the Cam Taylor Brits of the world that wasn't a five-star. Yeah. Well, yep. damaged goods. I mean, honestly, he was a five-star coming out. Does that mean he's a five-star anymore? We don't know because he's on his third school. On three <laughs> has him as a four-star right now, but they're wrong. Um, <laughs> but so my thing is. You mentioned, you know, he was getting playing time at LSU and saw Georgia kind of as a room for improvement. You know, go up to a, what is a higher tier program. I mean, I don't he wanted think to win a national championship. Yeah, exactly. It was obvious. Yeah. That's and why so, you leave LSU. So he goes to Georgia and doesn't get the playing time he wants. Is the move to Nebraska a career move where he knows he's going to get the playing time, the spotlight will be on him, and, you know, maybe gives him a little leg up on – some draft mm-hmm. stuff uh, I'm sure to where he, he was at with Georgia. I'm sure he looks at it like that because of the connection that Matt Rule has to the NFL. Not to say that most college coaches don't, but because he's been there, done that. Yeah. If he's a lot playing, of the staff has. Right. If he's playing for an NFL head coach, then you know that you can take that next step and it, and it could be more of a lateral move than a huge jump up for him. But at the same time, you know, who knows if he starts right away, right? Yeah. Like, I want to see what you do in spring. Like, yeah. I want to see how you play. Because you, you, you obviously were successful, but over these past three years, as Mike pointed out, like how successful are you upstairs? Yeah. Because when, when things got hard, you ran. You, you, didn't, you didn't stand around and take it on the chin like a lot of people say you should. Mm-hmm. Was that good for you? Was that bad for you? I want to see it. I want you to prove it to me. 
And and this fan base deserves a, a proven mentality. You you see all of the moves that have been made, all the trials and tribulations that this whole state has gone through for years on end. You're not just going to get the belief factor right then and right. there. It, it, it may be like, oh, you know, like it, I kind of see it up there in the corner, but it's not on the wall. You're not hanging the flag. You're not throwing a banner up mm-hmm. for Eric Gilbert just yet. Now, prove me wrong. You got to prove. Yeah. I'm interested. You know, you brought up what kind of, what kind of offense is Satterfield running and how involved are the tight ends and everything like that? I don't know if anybody knows what offense no. Satterfield's well, running. <laughs> well, as of, as of right Satterfield now, might not know. <laughs> as of right now, I'll tell you, I don't think that you get Gilbert to come to Nebraska if you're pitching, hey, we're going to use our tight ends mainly for blocking. I don't think mm-hmm. he's here yeah, right you don't, now. You don't, get, you don't get that guy because of what he went through. Right. Like he wants to play, he, and he, he you're going to tell be, him you're going to play. He wants to be a star. He wants to be, he wants to be out there. Receiving, he doesn't want to. I, I I can't imagine him wanting to be just a blocking tight end. Well, this this brings me to these guys that I listened to earlier this morning on the radio. They were talking about what Matt guys? Rule, the the guys that he's bringing in. They gravitate towards mm-hmm. a comeback, and to me, this is a perfect example of a guy that is looking for a comeback. A guy that had success, it didn't work out. He wants his comeback. Just like Matt Rule, and, and this is all the coffee and cream radio show. With, oh, really? Andrew Rogers <laughs> and Damon Benning, yes. But you guys had a really good talking point that I wanted to go into right. a little bit because it seems like when you're getting these secondhand guys, the guys that were in the portal, and they're getting their second chance, this guy, third chance, to prove themselves and show their true potential, Matt Rule's doing the same thing. Matt Rule leaves nothing to chance. That's DB's quote. Yeah. DB quotes all the time. Matt Rule leaves nothing to chance. Yeah. And, and that, similar to Trev Alberts. Yeah. <laughs> they they think alike. There's a reason that Trev went out of his way to handpick the guy that he thought was going to work for his program. You got to remember Trev Alberts name is on the stadium wall. He wants this program to be successful. He wasn't going to go get Urban Meyer or all these other guys that we talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks, right? <laughs> you, weeks he you picked his guy Munkin? and he was a killer and made sure he got his guy. And he's also not afraid to put that target on his back. Yeah. Because it, what a lot of people don't realize is Matt Rule's success is Trev Albert's success. Mm-hmm. If Matt Rule does not succeed, people will be calling for Trev Albert's Exactly. Head. He's putting his legacy on the line. Yeah. It, it's just, guys, what do you think about that? The, the fact that he gravitates towards the comeback, the guys that he's bringing onto the staff, the guys that he's, th- the way he carries himself. This is Matt Rule's comeback. He could be sitting on his couch right now, making money, playing Madden, except for Kyle. He wasn't invited. But <laughs> I, he could be doing that, but cut. instead, <laughs> he is working at Nebraska and work. I don't think he sleeps. He's working his fucking he's ass. He's a workaholic. Off. Grinder. Like that whole staff is. I, I like gravitating towards the comeback. Um, because these guys, you know, not that Matt Rule, like his college career was great. Um, I, well, we'll call it upper tier good, maybe lower tier great. Sure. Um, his stint in the NFL, I, I feel like Matt, we're on a first name basis, um, feels like that might have tarnished, you know, who he is as a coach. And so he has this real big incentive to show everybody that, look, it, it wasn't me. I, I can still do this. And so gravitating towards this comeback, you are going to find those absolute grinders, guys that want to show, I'm not who you think I am. 
you saw something, but it, it's not who I really am. And I think that, you know, that drive is going to be really beneficial down the road. Chip. Yeah. On the shoulder. No, it's a whole can of Pringles up there. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Whole <laughs> can. Great. You're stupid. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, look, you're talking about comeback stories. Another guy that we talked about last week, you know, we, Xavier Betts coming back. A guy who, you know, Andrew, you bring up mm-hmm. the, the mental side of football. Yeah. Can you stick it out? The, playing D1 football is hard, but you have help around you. And so Eric Gilbert, Xavier Betts, you've experienced success. You've probably gone through your own personal matters. You come to Nebraska, things are going to be hard. Even Nate Borkature, who like we kind of overlook, he got playing time. And you might not think he's a great player, but he's gotten playing time in the Big Ten, and that's something that Eric Gilbert cannot say. And so, like, is Borkature ahead of Eric Gilbert on the depth chart? Maybe. But the point is, you come to Nebraska, you got a fresh start. Matt Rule believes in you. You have help. We joked about it last week. People might do your homework. Maybe not. We'll see. But there are people out there that will help you if you reach out. That's all I'm going to say about that. Well, and I don't know if any position is solidified. No. I don't think any position is. I think it's wide open. Purge. Going back. Way to type right back in to where we all wanted to go. Sorry. (laughs) You know another famous dictator I want to compare to? (laughs) Mao! You know, okay. it'd be cool if we had a sweet sponsorship with Genesis, right? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but I we don't. spit my beer on my laptop. No free plugs. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk about Matt Rule, okay? Well, so far, talking about? so far, right? <laughs> this, this fucking guy. Don't you love him? Don't you love Matt Rule? You, you literally have to. Dude, he was taking How slap shots on Andrew's ice today. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah. Matt Rule? He was on your ice taking slap shots. Was he throwing t-shirts? No. <laughs> hey, you almost you got that t-shirt Yo, to me, by the way. I know. I was close. It got I, like, it the there. row in front of me. Yeah, Yo, people underestimate my throwing power. Two weeks ago, I was at a game. I was watching you throw t-shirts. You got a cannon on you. Yeah, hold that's the phone. A, that's a nice arm. Yeah. Uh, Where so, were you sitting? Uh, I, fuck, I think like section 115. Oh, I can get it there. Oh, easily. <laughs> Dude, I was watching you. He wasn't in the nosebleeds like me. That's poor I'm people saying, over I here. You gotta text me and let me know you're there. I'll I, hook you up. This is I what actually, I tell people all the time. I'm going on the ice. He's gonna get me on the ice. I, was texting I, fav- my, I favor my people. It's probably a bad thing. Like, and no, this started at a young age for me. Um, yeah, sure. let's, let's just go with when I was a summer camp counselor. Like, I, had, <laughs> I play favorites. Like, everybody plays favorites. Yeah. You can't tell me that you don't play favorites. There are kids that I won't name my kids because I did not like them at that Fair. summer. Yeah. So I played my favorites, and they, they rank. Like, I'm like, ooh, like, Isabel, you're a one. Um, Who's like, your favorite all time? Allie. Okay. Yeah, she played basketball, and she actually plays for John Burroughs now. And she... Did she reach the 1,000 points club? I think she did. She's only like a sophomore or a junior. She's going to be a D1 basketball player. And the reason I liked her was because every morning, because I worked before care is what it was called in the summer. So for an hour, all she wanted to do was play basketball with me. Grinder. Say less. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll play basketball. And she would kick my ass. <laughs> like we would play, we would play around the world, which is really an easy game. It's pretty simple. You start at the block. Yeah. And then you go like, you know, two dashes up. And then you go to the elbow, you go to the free throw line, three pointer all the way down. And then you go back around. And I'm always like, I'm risking it. Like I'm either going around on one try or I'm not at all. And Allie was always the safe play, but she never 
miss. We're using that twenty-eight and a half football or twenty-eight and a half. Oh, no, we were, we were, yeah. we were using a twenty-eight point. So that's probably why you yeah, were. That, yeah. Well, no, you I, the twenty-nine. I, I played on the women's practice squad in college, so we had to use that all the time. So there's no excuse. Okay, there. hold on. There's no excuse. I need you to expand on that. No. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm a conference champion. <laughs> so Lindenwood hadn't won a conference championship in God knows how long, and. It was the MIAA, which we called the SEC of uh, D2 basketball. Sure, everyone which, talks about that. Which because it was similar, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I know it made its way up it here. It just means more. <laughs> it means more, damn it. It means more. And uh, <laughs> so we would show up every day and practice with the women's team. And they hooked us up with shoes, jerseys, everything. They hooked you up? Oh, yeah. Would you oh, yeah. wear women's size 10 or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I do have small feet. So if a, if a woman fit into a 10, that probably would fit. Um <laughs> You know what they say about small, small feet. feet. Pleasant, pleasant surprise. Small socks. Yeah. Small socks. Duh. Yeah. It's, come on. I know. It's Idiot. right up there. Where's your head going, Stalin? Yeah. Among so other any, things. So yeah. anyway, it was great, though, because every practice they would have to condition, and we obviously would not. Like, we are just fraternity boys that go out and party, and then we show up and practice with this team. And, you know, I don't know if that was trying to be like, you know, oh, yeah, we, we can body people up now. Like, when we play down in and then the rec center, we get screwed. But oh, yeah. if we go to the basketball court and uh, play with the women's team, like they can either body us up or we'll body them up. And the coach loved that mentality. He's like, you know, be a football player down there because I want these girls to toughen up. And, you know, they did. They really did. They won a conference championship as like a seven or eight seed in the tournament. They upset the 13th best team in the nation. Yeah. They upset like wow. the ninth best team in the nation. Do you nation. take credit for that? Or? Oh, yeah. We yeah. didn't get a t-shirt. I'm pissed. You didn't even get a t-shirt? <laughs> After they won, we watched the only game I watched on TV of theirs. <laughs> I'm just, oh. I feel like I'm, just, oh, I'm, I'm, no. I'm digging a deeper hole. Uh, <laughs> but I, I broadcasted all of, all of their games. Oh, um, so, so like you I was broadcast on- the games too, and you didn't get a shirt. Yeah, oh Man. my lord, unbelievable, <laughs> right? A little insulting. I know, and I know they had plenty. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> and I you fit into like a women's size plenty. extra small, right? Yeah, I would have worn a V neck if it cost. <laughs> if it called for it. The deep V. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, I'll show something off. That's how he got all his TikTok followers. Yeah, yeah. he showed a little red yeah. hamburger. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you have chest hair? Hamburger. Are you a chest hair oh, guy? Or are you clean the shape? I have a few. A few. A few. Yeah. Four, they're they're six inches you. long. <laughs> Three of them are six out. inches long. There it is right there. Six so very inches thin. is huge, guys. Very thin brain. Yeah. So enough about... Anyway, yeah. we won a conference championship. Yeah. Enough about you, uh, like, beating up girls. <laughs> yeah. Dominating. Dominating. Oh, my God. This isn't Dunking better. on women. You dunk on women. So it's constantly. funny too because my fiance always says I'm not as athletic as she is because she ran cross country and track in college. And I'm like, hey, I played women's basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Can I bring us back to Matt Rule, please? No. Yeah. Anyway, Matt Rule was actually Rule. coaching Lindenwood when we won a conference championship, yeah. believe it or not. Oh, well, okay. My point was <laughs> before all that, the thing about Rule is. We could talk about the social media game. We could talk about how I played women's basketball. We could talk about how we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> um, like this dude, if if he hates being here, he's a damn good actor and give him the fucking Oscar for best actor because yeah. you would never know it. Like Leo, I, who? I, what, what was the most simple fucking to the point to I love Nebraska. And it was just a picture of the stadium in the snow, and it was f- picturesque. 
and it was perfect. See, I might disagree with that. That might be the most direct tweet. I liked football emoji, trophy, star, star, eyes, Kool-Aid, football. That was my favorite. <laughs> the most clear tweet. <laughs> I guess. But, clear in his head, too. <laughs> but I, I just, this doesn't need to be like a long discussion, but it's just very refreshing to actually have someone in charge that looks like they like it here. Who else are you going to put in this role that will go out to middle of nowhere Nebraska? Well, I mean, like it takes like a it takes a a strong willed individual to Ed go Foley. out. Yeah, well, Ed Foley <laughs> goes Ed everywhere. Foley, yeah. yeah, but and you know the staff plays a, a huge a huge key into that. Um, mm-hmm. But just to go anywhere and and not be afraid to go to a town of six hundred people and see one player like that's the Matt Rule mentality. It's not hey I'm going only. To the big states, the Floridas, the Texas, which I, I know he has deep roots in Texas. Right. The Californias, like where there's heavy population, where there's high talent. No, he's he's sifting, he's scooping up some dirt, and he's sifting out everybody and trying to find the gem. We we talked about this earlier. Win the backyard. You have your 500 mile radius. Mm-hmm. You got to take care of that. And there was a reporter who shall remain nameless that tweeted earlier this season about I, I think he was in Columbus. I was like, you know, if oh. I was getting paid Matt Rule's salary, I wouldn't be in Columbus, Nebraska right now. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's exactly where you should be. These are the guys that you should be. These are the guys to- that have been missed on yes. for years on end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that are kicking your ass at Iowa. Or the kicking- NFL. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's one thing you can never say about Matt Rule, and it's so far, you know, there's still a long ways to go, right? I think it's safe to say that when Scott Fuck got here, yeah, like, he ki- What? I just think it's That's funny that you say it sometimes and then he bleeps it no, to no, another Scott, time. Well, when I don't want to wait for the beep, I just no, go Scott, straight to the fuck. Scott Fuck is allowed. Scott Fuck's allowed. But, but, but well, maybe I'm not on... Well, we don't, we don't allow the last name. As long as you don't say the thing that happens in the morning on your fucking windshield that happens as long as you don't when say, it's cold. Yeah, as long as you don't say former head coach Scott, <laughs> then you're good. You can say Scott or that, Fox. Or that's on the grass in the morning on a nice cold day. Yeah. So we've, got, we've got stolen references, whatever's on your windshield. Oh, yeah. hey, hey, who is that who is that snowman that's in Christmas movies? Can't say that either. <laughs> yeah, oh, Jack. Yeah. Jack. The, <laughs> not Jack. No, boy. Oh, no, snowman. No, the snowman. It was a oh, cartoon. Uh, no, it was the <laughs> snowman. Yeah. yeah. E. E. Fucking the snowman. All right. Well, no, like... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I can't. This is no, like stupid. at least, <laughs> at least, like when when Scott Fuck got here, you could say, "Hey, what does Wendy's like, give out?" <laughs> What's their ice cream ball? What do you dip your fries in when you go to Wendy's? Fuckies, <laughs> fuckies. Oh, it's a. <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> yes. You fucking no, the shit we do. No. It's silly. It's ridiculous. It's but, fun. But it's warranted. But it's yeah. it's warranted. Sometimes oh, yeah. it's chill. This is our platform. Sometimes it's <laughs> This is our platform. We use it however we want. When I go to my car and I have remote start, I turn the D on. <laughs> or the D fuck on. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> like, dang it! 
What was the point? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You can't say Matt Rule, because we say his name so far, because he hasn't lost yet. He is, Matt Rule gives a, gives a shit, and it's still early. There's still a lot of time to go. You can't say the dude isn't putting in the damn work and he's not grinding his ass off. Nebraska is a, is a place that... Uh, what what they were the the most winningest program for forty years because they had advantages that they don't have anymore. Everyone has the advantages or the same advantages that Nebraska once did. You need someone that gives a shit mm-hmm. that won't check out that won't play video games or go for the to the golf fucking course and all that shit or gate twenty five. <laughs> You can say it. I'm not going to, but you know what I mean. You need someone that will grind his ass off and give a shit. You know, the good book says good fences make good neighbors. You know who said that? Robert Frost. Oh! Robert Fuck. Oh! Ah! Oh! Robert Bleep. What happened? What? I I also, you knew that immediately. I'm a little impressed. I am a teacher after all. He's a freaking teacher. Give me a break. He gets paid to read. Whoa! What? Nerd. What? You, because you were gonna set like something up. No, you didn't realize no, I was gonna, gonna say no. to get you to I, didn't, say the I, name. I didn't realize you were gonna say the last name. Fuck, <laughs> rubber fuck. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, that's all I do. That's all I want to say. I just wanted to give Matt Rule some credit. The whole staff does that though, too. Telling you, like they're everywhere. I don't yeah. think you mentioned not sleeping. I don't think they, they sleep. They really don't sleep, and you have to be a family at home needs to be strong. In order to do that, like especially if you have a family, like Rule does, and and I'm not certain on you know the other coaches, like the 23 year old, and they're like 24. He's 24. Garrett McGuire sacrifices going out to Blackstone so that he can (laughs) go recruit every wide receiver known to man, (laughs) because it seems like that room is the deepest that I've seen in a long time. They racked up another one. Yep. (laughs) Yes. But Um, yeah. But aside from that, all I they all are on the same page. And, and that's a huge thing, too. It's not, hey, one person's doing this, one person's doing that. It's, we're all doing the same thing. And if, if you don't want to be a part of this, hey, there, go ahead. Like, walk away. I'll find somebody else that will. And all of them are there for the right reason. Yeah. So with all those that's wide it. receivers, Andrew, who do you think is going to play quarterback next year? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this one's an interesting, an interesting topic because... Based on what Satterfield said in his one presser, I probably dug too deep into his, hey, we want to have a quarterback run component than most people. Just because of what we've seen, what we've seen worked, how that provides you with so many different looks, especially if you're going to run as much as this team says they're going to run. You have to have a quarterback that can, that can move. But I also look at the situation of Casey and him having to go through surgery and rehab, and the earliest that he'll come back is when? Start of the season, maybe a little before. They're talking, I mean, it could be like late, late spring. Right. right. So, he might be able to run through the motions, just not practice. So a little bit yeah, before, spring. depending on yeah. how rehab goes. And it's hard to rehab an injury. Yeah, and like late spring, I think, is like the earliest right. that he can come back. And what's, what's, safe, what's safest for him, right? I know he's, you know... Uh, in year Stetson Bennett, but, um, you know, what's best for, for him moving forward. He'll be a coach someday. There's no doubt in that. He already has that, that mindset. 
but is it him or is it Jeff Sims? And Sims provides you with a a Lamar Jackson type look, somebody that can really get on the move, may not be the most accurate when he throws, uh, but he does have some dimes in his repertoire, but he also has a lot of bad throws. And I don't think he's fully developed in that in that regard, but he's going to play most of spring. Mm-hmm. So I think that Big pays dividends. Right. Big leg up. And then you, you look at Casey, who's been there, done that, with the best of the best and, you know, the low of the low. He's rehabbing that injury. Like I said, he won't be there, but he'll also be maturing in other aspects of his own game. He'll be able to coach Jeff Sims up so that he's ready, whether it's him leading this team or Casey. Do you think he would actually do that, though? I think he would. I think he's that type of guy just because he has that, he's got that coach in him okay. to do that. But we'll see. Like, it, it could obviously change. He may be like, if he tries to stiff him, then. But guy. I think that tells more about Casey than yeah. it tells about the situation. Or maybe it's, hey, Casey comes back and he's been able to accomplish so much. Maybe Jeff Sims works under Casey, learns a lot, takes over for Casey next year. If I had to make a guess, mm. I'd say Jeff Sims. Only because he plays spring. Yeah. If, well, it, if, I had my, <laughs> if I had my preference, I'd say Casey. Oh. And the reason I'd say Casey is because people don't give him enough credit for his scrambling ability. Like, he can move. He can really get on the run. And you don't have to be somebody that runs like Justin Fields for 70 yards to get your team on the board. You can be a guy that sits in the pocket a little bit, but can scramble outside, or also get five or six yards. Yeah, just I'm not Josh, Josh, get Josh us a Allen. first. Get us a first. Josh, I don't, I don't yeah. even need a first unless it's on third down. Like yeah. if, if it's right. first and 10 and you give me two yards, that's a productive play. If, 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 the, if everything was broken down and you saw your quarterback just get you some positive yards, that's a win. Well, that's the thing, right? Whenever Casey did run, it was because there was trouble and he had to make something out of nothing. So if he does Trey get the Palmer two yards, wasn't open. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that oh, was shit. the offense. He's way down there. Uh, shoot, I can't. Nope. All right, I'll run. Can't throw it that far. Right. right. It, it's just also I, I think it helps having a veteran in that role right away. Like Jeff Sims, he, he had the injury issues. He had uh, the miscues offensively. I think there's still some development there. But that's not to say that he won't be the starter come day one if Casey's not ready. Well, something that, now that you mention it, something that's kind of interesting to me is like Satterfield got up there and was preaching about the huddle. And he's like, how can you have your quarterback be your leader if the only thing that they hear from their leader is a clap? And that's it. Mm-hmm. So there, there, there's never been anybody questioning how much of a leader Casey Thompson is. You got to win your locker room and he does that. Yeah, so if you have if you are already talking about the huddle and and having your leader kind of lead, Casey Thompson would definitely have a leg up in that regard, I think. Hey, I I think Logan Smothers is going to be the starter next year, so. <laughs> nice. Nice. I think Chuba. Oh, or Chuba, yeah. The Chuba yeah. erasure or Heinrich Harburg, he's going to be the starter right there. And you're cut <laughs> off. Hey, look, Matt Matt Rule supposedly loves some some Harburg, just saying. Hey, he also loves some Sims. When they asked oh my God. Matt Rule about Jeff Sims, that's what told me who he's favoring at the quarterback position yeah. right now. He And it's easy to do that, too, whenever Casey's hurt. Like, yeah. if Casey yeah. was healthy, then I'd wonder if Matt Rule had a different answer. Yeah. 
But like, yeah, I, I, I talked to Casey. Because you want to buy your guy in right now. You just got him. So if if right. Casey was healthy, like who who are you leaning right away? Because well, when Matt yeah. showed up, if Casey was healthy, do you tell Casey, like, hey, you're my guy, but I'm still going to work the portal and I'm going to make it competitive on you to win this spot? Or is it, hey, I go out and get Jeff Sims and be like, hey, you're going to be my guy? Yeah, and like you get Sims in, and then your first words are, oh, no, Casey's still the guy. Like, what does that say to Sims? What no, that, you, you, you tell Sims. Any other you tell Sims, like, in. hey, you may be the, the number one right now, but when Casey comes back, he's going to compete for that, and he's done it before. So you better be ready. Yeah. Good competition leads to good football. Well, the best football. When you transfer to, like, he's not, he's not signing a letter of intent. So. You can't say anything bad about the guy because the next thing you know, he's right. going to end up at fucking Oklahoma. You know, like mm-hmm. that's just how it goes. Like you can commit. Bye, bye, bye. Wasn't today the day, January 23rd? Isn't this when things kind of solidify as far as transfers go? Am I crazy on saying that? It's when classes start. Yeah, classes. I, yeah I think today. Well, the portal's uh, weird because yeah. the portal closed l- last week. Didn't it? But then they're like, but people can still make their decision. Yeah. And it's like, what is the rule? There <laughs> is no <laughs> rules besides Matt. There's He's the only rule. I think we talked about this last week. I believe today was the day where things like really start to solidify. Well, you can say that all you want, but it doesn't mean anything. There's We're, no rule. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Burger Gate. Yeah, just tell that know. to Matt Weiss. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. So did we ever figure out exactly what? He did on his computer? No, but think about, like, having, like, the FBI or police or whoever Bruh. raid your house. Bruh. Like, can you imagine that? Wow. Just in general? Yeah, I, I well, don't want to talk about that too much. After after Jared <laughs> Stalin comments, we might figure it out. Yeah. Torrance! That's all I was going to say. Torrance! Nothing else. What was that? I was just going to say, I mean, if we look back to Jared's comments about Stalin, I mean, we might figure that out soon. <laughs> Something KGB into his house. We might, <laughs> we might find shit next to your Corvette. You have a Corvette? <laughs> oh, God, you're stupid. Okay, this is the last. <laughs> not you. No, definitely not you. This is the last thing we'll talk about unless you guys want to keep going. No. Unless, unless, um, yeah. Yeah? As it stands... On January 23rd of 2023, I do not feel as confident in Dylan Riola coming to Nebraska. Before, if you had asked me a few weeks ago, I would have said, like, this seems 80-20. Like, this seems kind of like a done deal. Now I'm like 70-30 the other way. Oh, so you're not confident because you want him here. You're not in his ability. Oh, no, oh, yeah, no, it's, yeah. It's, stri- okay. it's, it's strictly not about his ability. No, no, no. And it's just like his quotes about Nebraska. Like, it just seems like he wants to appease his dad where he doesn't want to disappoint his dad. So he's he's stringing Nebraska along a little bit. He's like, he's like the chick. You know, everybody knows this chick. Strings you along. Oh, yeah, I, I kind of like you. Sure, yeah, we can go out and whatever. And then you get friend zoned. Boom. Boom. So, that's that's where I'm at, right? And I wouldn't have said that a couple weeks ago, but I think Nebraska's getting friend-zoned right now. Andrew, you just brought up, you know, are we confident in him coming to Nebraska or confident in his ability? I will issue a challenge to Dylan Riola right now. <laughs> come here and, he and listens. Come here and win a national championship. You won't! And then I will be confident in your ability. <laughs> so, but you got to come win us a natty. And I'll tell you what, I don't think Nebraska has a chance to win a natty no, unless they have a five-star quarterback like him. Because Honestly, yeah. if you get a five-star quarterback like Rayola, 
you are based on who you play with in your all America bowls, wherever you go across the nation, you can do recruiting yourself yep. and getting people to come to Nebraska. Now that does, that's not to say that Dylan Rayola doesn't have his flaws. I think his footwork is pretty poor when I watch him. Mm. I, I, he's got fair. such a strong arm though, that it makes up for poor footwork. Um, just what, I, I saw him throw off his back foot a couple of times, and I'm like, oh, gosh, that just doesn't look great. But I'm sure there are missiles that are coming out of his hand. But if he perfected his footwork, I mean, this dude, he's, he's the real deal. That is hilarious. Exactly what you said was what I said about this quarterback out of Texas Tech in 2018. Uh, I was talking about Patrick Mahomes at the time. Really? And I Weird. said his footwork the was second? shit. Uh, when he was going to the NFL, I watched him, and I was like, this guy's footwork is ass mm-hmm. uh, and it was he, to be clear it still is yeah it's not great <laughs> but where does he make up for it uh everywhere inaccuracy and arm strength creativity like, just not in his wife or brother <laughs> well no he made up for it by not bringing them to the game <laughs> that's my <laughs> man that's right but yeah no i i said the same thing about Mahomes, and i'm i want to be very clear mm-hmm. i am not comparing dylan Iola to patrick Mahomes in no way um, i was thinking it yeah <laughs> but th- i mean those are things that can be overcome um, like Absolutely. I, said, I mean, yeah. when you look at a guy like him, when you take the little of the little, you nitpick right. somebody's game. It's really easy to change that. Um, but at the same time, where I was going with my point is you get five star receivers in, you get yes. five star O linemen in, you get the guys want to play. He's not going to stay here and not compete for a national championship. Plus, when the college football playoff expands, another tactic is, hey, it's easier to get there. Right. Like, yeah. it's easier to get to that number. We don't have to be the one. We could be the 11, and, and not to say you win at 11, because more times than not, the best team is going to win, which is one, two, maybe three. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of fluctuation there, but there will be more upsets, and he can lead Nebraska to do that. Dylan Rayola is the highest rated quarterback recruit since Vince Young. Who's that? Yeah. I mean, that guy was pretty good. Who also wanted to come play? I mean, horns down who also was supposed to come to Nebraska. We found that out later on, but I, I think the footwork thing, his dad is a offensive lineman who probably lives and breeds footwork. Really? Yes. That's what they do. Yes. So I I don't think I worry too much about footwork. Now, uh, (laughs) hold on. I don't want to talk about his footwork and all that stuff. I I just want to know uh, how you you guys, are you guys with me or are you kind of feeling the same way before? It's too early. Too early. I have been so up and down. Yeah. Right now I am slightly up. You won't see him commit to Nebraska unless there is success. Well, and yep. I, honestly, I think got to win games. Don't get me wrong; like the corn dogs that have come here so far, I mean, those are to Georgia. I mean, moderate losses, moderate. Well, yeah, they never play. But to Nebraska, those are big gains. Sure. And so, showing what Matt Rule has done with this recruiting class, with the transfer portal, I think that we're trending upward. To say that he's a lock is an absolute fucking overstatement. Um, but to say that we're out, I would say is also an mm-hmm. overstatement. And let's just be clear. If Dylan Riola does not come to Nebraska, it's not for a lack of trying. No. No, they just visited him two times last week. Well, they're going to visit him one more time was, before it he closes, He was the too. first stop by Matt Rule. So you yes. could have well, said that about the last staff, that they fucked that up, but with Rule and company, that you cannot use that argument because they fucking put out all yeah. the stops. Well, and I found his house on Zillow. I'm going to pay him a visit, too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I don't know. I think, 
I, I think the, the the one of the biggest things, as you just said it, Andrew, is you have to start seeing some sort of success. If you if you continue on this path of mediocre at best, you can go ahead and kiss that dream goodbye. You're not going to find five-star guys. not even going to be close. So and, I, and not I think to say the, the star matters because Matt Rule is the king of proving that the star does right. not matter. But when it comes to a quarterback, more times than not, the star is on point. Yeah. 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 Well, and it, it comes down to three words. Success breeds success. Like, you're, you're not going to get guys that are going to get you better unless you start succeeding. If, if you continue to be, I mean, and let's be honest, over the last five years, mediocre is a very generous term for Nebraska. Yes. If you continue to be mediocre, you're not going to see much improvement, and you're definitely mm-hmm. not pulling guys like that. I just think Dylan Rayola is a 2024 recruit. People are diving too much into his recruitment right now. And He's still Matt in high Rule, school. Yes. Matt Rule is doing everything he possibly can to build a relationship with Dylan. And to stay on his radar. Yes, and to stay on his radar. That's all you want to be in right now. If if he decides tomorrow to say, I'm committing to Georgia, and I'm shutting down all I wouldn't my be recruitment. Shocked. I really wouldn't like, be shocked. It is right. what it is. But Even, it's not from lack of trying, but it's 2024. Give him some time. He has a whole other football season to play. My question is, even if tomorrow he says, I'm shutting down recruiting, I'm committed to Georgia, does it matter? No. Matt no. Rule's going to his house Matt even if Rule it's will not. continue no, to recruit matter. him. It does not matter. Tons of guys have decommitted. <laughs> we know. Of, yeah. I'll yeah, say it once. Doesn't I, matter. I'll say it again. DB says Matt Rule doesn't leave things to chance. No. Goddamn right. And plus, the, the direction the Big Ten is going, moving to the power two, that's just as much of a, a enticement factor as, hey, point, yeah. you can be the guy. Yes. Right? You can be the one that, you can be the new Jesus Christ of this town. Both. If you, yeah, if you like that weight on your shoulders, if you like that pressure, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you got we gotcha. <laughs> During Matt Rule's te- or, uh, tenure at Temple and Baylor, did he not have one quarterback as his guy for his tenure at both programs? He said, yeah, mm-hmm. like, he played freshman. Walker, and yeah. then he had Charlie Brewer. Yeah. Brewer yeah. He's yeah. very committed. When he sets in and says, you're my guy, that's your guy. Mm-hmm. And Dylan Raiola is in a unique position tonight. And Matt Rule's you know. not, he's not at a gas station anymore. He's not just filling up and going. No. He's yeah. here for, what, eight, nine years? Whatever eight, eight his years contract right now, is, yeah, his eight-year yeah. contract. So it's not like, hey, come, you know, 2026 when you'd be a junior Right. Or 2025, and you'd be a sophomore. I'm bouncing again. Yep. Like, he's yeah. here for the long haul. The roots are set. So, yeah, I, I, I think, think that matters just as much. Yeah, he loves Nebraska. Didn't point. you see his tweet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Wait, I what, love what, Nebraska. What did he tweet? Corn? I love Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. Sunrise. I love Nebraska. <laughs> he, kept it, he kept it simple. <laughs> I love it. All right. <laughs> he sounds. I love Nebraska. Nebraska football. Are we talking awesome. about Stephanie right. in the friend zone? Or are we talking about <laughs> All right, I think we talked enough. Andrew, you're right. like we did last time you were on the show, plug yourself, tell everybody what, they, what you're doing, where they can find you. Make some noise. Where, where they can hear you. <laughs> um, coffee and cream in the morning, Hail Varsity Radio, 590 ESPN here in Omaha, 1480 ESPN Lincoln. We're live on Twitter and YouTube, which is Hail Varsity on YouTube, Hail Varsity Radio on Twitter. Mm. Um, and we just have fun. Like, you know, DB and I were talking the other day, and, uh, you know, I'm not afraid to disclose these details, but, you know, we, we said we, we may not be the best morning Joe and down, but we definitely have the most fun. And Good. so if you're into having fun, which I think most people are, we're the show that you should gravitate to. We're the comeback. And the, and you the, are the comeback. comeback. <laughs> the, the, the participation that you can like get in on on their show is awesome. 
You yeah. hear yeah. callers and, all the time. They're mm-hmm. playing games. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it's it's not all sports all the time because even as sports fans, as somebody that lives and breathes sports, I don't want to do that all day, every day. Exactly. But I'll do it 95% of the day. But yeah. give the other 5%, like, you know, let's leave that up to fun stories, fun games, you know, get away from, you know, what what you dislike about your job that day when your boss comes and grills you in the morning and you're like, oh, I need to, I need an outlet. Let me go play two for you on coffee and cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you mentioned like the guys who call into the games, they can win prizes, right? Oh yeah. You win gift cards to Hale Varsity Club, which as you guys know, the food there is pretty dang awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Um, so, and who doesn't want a free meal? Like that's right. how I kind of think. Like, I, I, I eat out more times than I want to. Yeah. Um, so why not eat for free? Yeah, Exactly. Tell the listeners about your live shows that you have at yeah, Varsity Club. Yeah, so we, we call them Breakfast with Benning, and Damon, Damon hates it because he's like, it's not just me. It's all about me. It's not just me. It's, it should be like Breakfast with Shane or like Scrambled with Shane. Um, Benning dicked <laughs> eggs. Oh! He'd hate that too, though, because his name's in it. Um, no, so we have uh, live shows. I think they're going to be once a month now, Okay, which is good because it's not too much. We don't give everybody too much chance to come see us, but at the same time, it we keep you wanting more. You're not going to leave it up to chance, right? right. Yeah, we're not leaving yeah. anything up to chance. Yeah. The Matt Rule of <laughs> The Matt Rule shows. method, right? <laughs> we are the Matt I Rule morning it. show. Yeah. <laughs> we are the Matt Rule of talking yep. shit and being a bunch of fucking dipshits. Yep. But the we have some fun. Cast. and the dumb cast. You know, join cast. us anytime, and if you guys ever need me to come back, I deserve a plaque next time because I'll be a third time. Yeah. I'll be a third time hey, at club. It's we'll give good. you a t-shirt. Yeah. Ooh, a t-shirt? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'll be on it. Unlike your women's basketball, is it going to be a conference championship T-shirt from like 2015 or whenever? (laughs) It'll be a women's with four faces. But yeah, it's going to be a deep. Going to say conference champion, three-time conference champ. (laughs) Plain white tee with all of us our signatures on it. (laughs) I'll hang it up. I'll hang it up in the new house. New homeowner frame not included. Very, very, (laughs) very rustic. Okay, um, your your wife would love it. All right, guys. And be on our podcast at and be on our podcast on Twitter or on TikTok. Hello. <laughs> we are. We've. We, and be on our podcast.com. Yeah, go to that website. It's been updated recently. Kyle is done with weddings, so you can go update oh, the website. Actually, I was joking. <laughs> you go, you're going to find past episodes like past episodes. <laughs> so go there. Um, like episode what, one of one? Like, yeah. It's been a while. I updated the, it like. In the last six months. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, I did. I took a lot of time. Kyle's turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, go there, guys. Uh, we're on Spotify. Give us a five-star review. I think we have like 54 reviews. We're at 4.9. Let's keep that going. And you guys do awesome work. Like, Thank you. I'll, I'll plug you guys for a second. I, I was telling you off air, the amount of work that you guys do in regards to like community and, and listenership that comes in for your live shows is incredible for the content that you guys should, you guys sit down once a week and just shoot the shit mm, and just yeah. have some fun. That's right. And again, what, what do people gravitate to? Fun. fun. Yep. You guys have to come back to. Yeah. Hey. Appreciate yeah. it, man. But I, I'd give these guys a follow because uh, even if you, you dislike Jared for talking about <laughs> Stalin. Most people do. Um, or <laughs> if, if you love Mike's, uh, high squeaky laugh. <laughs> <laughs> keep keep or, going. 
or if you thoroughly enjoy Connor's mustache. Yeah, baby. Or if you, you love don't. that really the glue to the entire show is Kyle. Mm. Because this show would not happen without Kyle. This is the podcast for you. You're lovely. You're a lovely guest. We love having you on. Whenever you can find time to come on, we appreciate you. He's big time now, so that's right. <laughs> you, know? you guys, yeah, so you got to got to go through my agent. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, what, I'm going to sleep with <laughs> a smile on my face now. Is that mustache <laughs> comment that made my day. Free rides. <laughs> I did it for the beer. <laughs> oh wait, what was that? We all do. Normally, I, I prefer back to our. Hey, that was two. <laughs> and what sucks is the episode is ending. <laughs> what better way to leave that, guys? Wait, so did, I guess ended, the, that, that drop can only occur two times an episode. That he waited until the very fucking end. He used the second. <laughs> when did you use yeah, the first? No, he, 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 he snuck, snuck it in there. In. He did. Yeah. he sprinkled it in. You'll hear it later. <laughs> All right, listen back. All right, listen. We've been, we've been on a while, so let's just close this shit out. Mariano Rivera, that's me. I'm one of your hosts. Enter Sandman. Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. Dun, 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 Connor Cavillac. I'm the guest. Wait, what's Andrew, Andrew Rogers. Andrew Rogers. <laughs> the coffee man. As always, beat Minnesota. I would say Colorado. And Colorado. Yeah, there it is. 220 days. And GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love water. He's a junkyard dog. <laughs> Kenny Bell ran up to me and like, you know what you just... You just did? You get mad. You're going to get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> got it, Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production. <laughs> 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 <laughs>